This is Soul Starter, the podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls. We are so excited to have Renee Feck today. She is a special guest coming to us, uh, a mom of three occupational therapists. She also helps women optimize their time and energy through unlocking the power of their cycles so that they can be thriving high achievers. Through her method, she helps women balance the demands of life, make a bigger impact, and get bigger results without adding more stress or needing more time. She is also the co-host of the Cycle Advantage podcast, if you want to learn more about Renee, and we will have all of that in the show notes. But we are so excited to have you here, a fellow podcaster, uh, fellow women, uh, female business owner as well. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Super excited to have you, Renee. I I know you're going to enlighten me today because I actually, yeah, I don't follow my cycle really. Like, I don't know the different stages. I don't know what to do during each stage. So listen in, ladies, because we're about to learn some good, juicy stuff today. Yeah, Renee. And this can be for, I mean, I know you work with women entrepreneurs and females, but this can just be for everybody too, right? Oh, 100%. Like if you have a uterus and you have a menstrual (laughs) cycle or even if you don't for like some other reason in terms of, you know, postpartum or pregnancy or any of those types of things, I 100% believe that women were made to live in more of a cyclical rhythm rather than feeling like we're just on all the time. And so, yes, it is applicable for everybody. It's just kind of how you use it and what you use it for that makes a huge difference. And like you said, I work predominantly with women who are in business who are wanting to push harder and go after bigger goals, but it literally applies if you're a mom, a stay-at-home mom, if you're in corporate, like wherever. Yeah. That's awesome. I said listen in ladies, but now I'm also like maybe listen in gents too, gentlemen, because yeah, yeah, I think you might know a little bit more about your lady after this episode and when to push and when not to push perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. When to make jokes uh, and when not to make jokes. My husband likes to make jokes around the time of my cycle, and I'm like, honey, honey. Oh, yeah. Not the time. (laughs) Next week. There's so much, like, societal stuff laden into when we talk about our cycles and, like, stories and history and, like, beliefs and all these things, experiences that we've had around our cycle. And so I think it was somewhere – I was doing an Instagram post and I was doing a little bit of research and it was, like, 50% of men think it's inappropriate to talk about your cycle in the workplace and whatnot. And I'm like, but it's impacting how women are working. So why is it inappropriate? And I've posted some things along that lines on social media. And I've even had women come back and say, this is inappropriate. It's private. We don't talk about it. And so 
yeah, it like opens up this whole can of worms because if it is this inappropriate, shameful, disgusting thing, then how do we actually leverage it and use it? And I firmly believe based on the hormones, and we can totally get into all of that, but the way the hormones are, we are different than men. And so if we're functioning like men, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice. And so in order for us to actually lean into our power and to be able to leverage it, we have to be willing to talk about it. So there are so many pieces and so many facets and like culturally in society and what was deemed appropriate and what's not appropriate and you know, tuck it in your back, you know, your tampons and your pads in your back pocket and like don't let anybody see, like try to let not let anybody know you're on your period, like all of these types of things that do inhibit and limit women in general, like being able to really leverage their power. So yeah, I'm super excited to talk about all things into it and dive right in and you just tell me where we're we going to go, where we're going to start. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And, and just to touch on that, I feel like you uh, are speaking to so many people because that's exactly the problem is the fact that we're not yeah. willing to go there. So today we are going to go there. Uh, but before we like dive into the nitty gritty details of it all, I honestly would just like to back up and have you um, share a little bit more about why yeah. you got into this line of work, right? Like how did you pivot from occupational therapy? Um, I think you still are doing occupational therapy, but how, how are you going to pivot into this new coaching role where you're really working with moms on their cycle and women in general. Yeah. Yeah. About seven years ago, I found out I was pregnant with my third baby. And then my husband fell at work and found out that he had a brain tumor. And so we went through this whole year of doctor's appointments, ER visits. He started having seizures. He went, he had brain surgery, like so much in that year. And at the time I had like, it was funny. All three things happened in the same month, right? My husband got diagnosed with brain tumor. I found out I was pregnant and I found out that I got a job at the children's hospital, which was my dream job. So all three things happened at the same exact time. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? So that year was crazy and wild. But I think when you're faced with something like that and having a brand new baby at home, I was like, I don't want to be going to work every day. I don't want to like have the push and push and push and then have life fly by and look back and feel like either A, I missed out on time with my kids or I wonder like, is this really the life I want to live? And you're never guaranteed tomorrow, right? So, so many of us have been taught to like plan for the future and and focus on, you know, retirement and all these things. I'm like, but well, none of us are guaranteed to get there. And so I don't want to work and work and work and work until that point and then maybe never reach that. And so it really became this question of how do I live today? Like, how do I enjoy life today? How do I build my dreams? All of those things. And so I started where most women or a lot of women start is network marketing and got into network marketing and loved it for many reasons. But I found myself hustling my booty off like constantly and I wasn't still hitting my goals. And I reached out to my upline like coach, mentor, and she was like, well, it's all just a numbers game. So if you're not hitting your goals, you just have to do more. And I was like, I'm having like a hundred conversations a day and I'm raising three kids and working at the hospital and my husband's like sick. Like I don't have any more to give. Like I, how do I hit these goals if there's nothing left more? And I stuck with it for a while and I was just like, this, this isn't going to work. I can't do this. And so I broke off and started doing my own coaching and my own mentoring 
but found myself doing the same exact thing, right? Like these cultural beliefs and these like patterns of working of like just hustle and push and push and push. And even yesterday I was reading a book and the book is like, if you want it bad enough, like get up at 4 a.m. and push harder and go harder. It's like these very masculine sorts of things. And I was like, I can't do this. Like this is not going to work. This is not sustainable. It may get me my goals. It may get me to where I want to go, but I'm going to feel burnt out or I'm going to sacrifice something along the way. And that was where I was in a mastermind and somebody came in and spoke about like the Native American population and like those tribal rituals around our periods and how they see it as this powerful life source and how much power it has. And at the time I was kind of like, okay, I can get behind some of that, but maybe not all of it. And then over the years, slowly started really just integrating more and more of learning about the, the hormones and how those play on my body and how it works in my business. And started sharing it with some of my clients and they were like, this is a game changer. (laughs) We need to know more about this. Like this is what more women need to know. And so that's when I really started transitioning over and helping women learn more about their body, not necessarily just from this, you know, more spiritual aspect, which you can go down that like very woo-woo-y sort of way, but it's like physiologically, this is what's happening in our body. So yeah, that's a little bit of the background story. I know it's a little longer, but that's how I got into what I'm doing now. That's awesome. I yeah. I love the that you found something that resonated with you and then you just leaned into it, right? You were like, mm-hmm. this blew my mind and I have to share it. And I think it's so powerful that you just listened to that and then you just decided like, here we go. This is what I'm doing. And yeah. now I'm assuming you are not hustling your booty off you are like listening in and leaning in now at the right times when to hustle and when to rest Mm -hmm. and everything and I think I'm going to learn a lot today because I definitely am working through this mindset of hustling equals success right this is something Mm -hmm. in my that's Mm -hmm. like in as a business owner that I am like working through currently right now yeah so Okay, yeah. so I said earlier, I don't even know what the different cycles are, so or the different yeah. um, phases of the cycle. So can you share? Yeah, a I can start more? there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I do want to just like highlight to you what you said is like we do have to work hard in business, right? Like working and building a business is not just like sit back and let things go. Like there is some element of it, but it's a matter of knowing when to hustle and when to push. And then also recognizing that the pullback and the rest and the recharge is just as equally as important as the hustle and the push, if not more important. So I'll share a little bit more about that like as we go. But that definitely I think is the biggest shift for a lot of women is recognizing that it isn't just the hustle that we have to do. It is also just important to get the recharge and getting both pieces of that. So yeah, so the cycle, men have predominantly testosterone and testosterone functions in a 24-hour rhythm. So it starts out really high in the morning. They feel really great. They feel really energized. It kind of goes up and down as the day goes on. But overall, wax or like wanes as the day goes on. So they go to bed at night, their testosterone's at a low, and then they wake up feeling fully replenished and ready to go again. Versus women, we have estrogen and progesterone are the two predominant hormones that we have. So estrogen is more predominant in the front half of our month and then progesterone in the second half. Estrogen has that feel of like, I could take on the world. I feel really great. I feel really excited. I've got all these ideas. I feel, you know, 
I am ready to put things into action. I can hustle really hard and work really hard. And then progesterone kicks in and progesterone is a little bit more like of a pull back. I don't want to be around people. You might feel really productive, but it's a different type of productive. It's like I'm going to clean out my entire refrigerator or bust out my entire closet and like declutter and like clean everything out. But if you were trying to like show up on a live or show up, it would not be the right time for that. You'd feel you'd feel that. So progesterone is this pull back and organize, like dot your T's, cross your I's sort of feel. And so they're very different day seven to day 14, day 21, day 28. So when you look at your calendar and you look at Mondays, every Monday is going to feel different versus men. You look at Monday today versus Monday six months from now, like overall, they're probably going to be pretty consistent, right? And that's where this idea of consistency really comes in. Consistency works really well for men because they do have this consistent sort of rhythm day to day to day. But women have this more monthly rhythm. So the four phases that I we break it out into is like that first little bit is your menstrual phase. I call it the recharge phase because that is what it's intended for. It is intended for you to recharge. It's intended for you to pull back, to recharge, like fill your batteries. I sometimes use the analogy of a Tesla, right? Like if you don't plug a Tesla in, it's the fastest car on the road for most people these days. If it's, but if you don't plug it in, it's not going to go anywhere. So, right? So, or like a slingshot. If you don't pull that slingshot back, it's not going to have any power behind it to go or like to shoot in that next phase. So that recharge is so incredibly important. It's your time for like organizing, setting intentions, setting your goals, really tapping into what is good and right for you for this upcoming month. And then as you enter out of that period phase and out of your menstrual phase, you enter into your accelerate phase. So that estrogen is really starting to peak and climb. As you go into that, like it's your follicular phase, but I call it accelerate because that's what it feels like, right? Like you're like, okay, let's, I just had my recharge. Like let's accelerate. Let's get these things done. Let's get things up off the ground. It's a really great time for putting together workshops, planning content, like putting things together, trying out new ideas, like maybe you're building out a funnel, maybe you're, you know, trying something different. I don't know, like whatever. Like it's a very big, like big energy sort of momentum feel. And so you ride with that, like take that on those to do's, those tasks that you hate doing, but need to get done in your business. It's a great time to do it because you're going to feel more motivated to get it done. And then as you get to the top of that estrogen peak is where you ovulate. And so that ovulation phase is such a great phase for connecting and being with other people and communicating. And if you're working in corporate or like you have a job, like it's the best time to ask for a raise. It's the best time to have hard conversations with employees or a spouse or any of those types of things because you're going to feel a little bit more emotionally detached from it and also be able to communicate really articulately. Like it's a really great time for happy hours or social hours or launching a product or any of those types of things because you are magnetic. You are glowing and radiant and feeling really great. Like I'm sure you've been on a podcast episode or done a podcast episode where you're like, oh my gosh, that was so awful. Like I felt like I stumbled over my words. I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't, I missed that. Like, and you just start to question and doubt it. But in this phase, you're like, that was the best episode I've recorded. Like that was so on fire. That was so powerful. That was so good. And so that's a really, really great phase for all of that. 
And then as that estrogen slows down after you've ovulated, that progesterone picks up. And that is your luteal phase. So your luteal phase, I call it the reflect phase because it is very much about heavy emotions. Like you get really emotion, like people call it PMS, right? But it's not necessarily like if we take that word, like negative connotation of PMS off and start to look at it as like the time when you tap into you, you understand who you are and you reflect on what did you need? Like look at the month that you just had and what worked really well for you? What didn't work well? What do you need to release? It's the greatest time of the month to release limiting beliefs because all of those limiting beliefs and fears and doubts and things like that will populate to the surface and so you can actually process them and let them go and and then be able to up level and move into that next month with releasing and shedding some of that stuff that's going to hold you back. And so when we start to look at it as this way of like we're always in this upward spiral we're not on a loop every single month, but that every single month, each phase has something that it's giving us and some sort of strategy or tool, superpower, if you want to call it, that's helping us really tap, step into who we were really truly made to be, right? We are putting some big power out in the world, and then we're also making sure we're taking care of ourselves. We're, you know, reflecting on who we are and up-leveling. Like, there's just so much power when we start to look at each one of those phases, and I think that's when women really embrace their fullest potential. And I think that's when women really start to feel balanced. And I know there's this mantra out there like balance doesn't exist, right? And I think this idea that everything's in balance at the same, like equal at the same time does not exist. But when we lean into our cycle, we do feel like we're living our life in balance. We do feel like we're giving enough of ourselves to each of those different areas and not feeling totally burnt at the end of the day. So that was a little bit of the four phases and I'm happy to answer anything or go deeper into wherever you want to go. I love that so much. And I feel like you've given so much insight to being able to tap into those different cycles and feel really in alignment with what you're planning in your business or even just your life. This would be a great time to go on vacation. This wouldn't be a great time to go on vacation, whatever it might be, right? Um, will you recap the four cycles for us yeah. and your names that you give them? Yeah. So you have the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, ovulation, and luteal are the biological terms, like the scientific terms for them. I call them, we start at the recharge phase, the accelerate phase, connect, and then reflect. So uh, the reason, I mean, even just going back, like when I started doing this, I still had a lot of stigma around talking about my cycle, right? Like, and the follicular and the luteal, like it was all so confusing to me. And so when I named it what, I, what it actually did for me, it made it so much easier to embody that. So yeah, whichever way you wanna call it. It sounds like it's so important, obviously, like, yes, we know the phases now, we know what we should be focusing on each phase, but what's most important is that we actually can track our cycle too, because we can't really get into this rhythm or in these phases if we don't actually consistently know when our cycle is and also having a consistent cycle. So do you think that yeah. you can speak to that maybe a little bit about how important mm -hmm. that piece is to even utilize this information that you're giving us? Yeah. Well, I think that that's a big part of it too. Like going back to that conversation about society at the beginning is that we're not really taught to listen to our bodies, right? We're taught to eat a certain way. We're taught to sleep a certain way, to exercise particular ways. Like nobody's really sitting there saying, what's right for you and what's right for your body? And like, what is your body telling you? Right. And my background is in feeding with kids. 
And so, so much of what I did with kids was helping them learn to eat and to monitor and like have that satiation and understand that body, right? So like my whole world is around feeding. And when I look at where I was and how I grew up and like how many of us were taught to grow up, we're like taught to eat our whole plates, right? Like there's starving kids in Africa, like finish your plate, right? And, or whatever, like eat your, drink your milk. It's good for you. Or like all of these things, like people are telling us how to eat and what to do that nobody's really telling us to listen to our bodies. And so I think that is a big skill and a big area that we can start leaning into and tapping into is start listening to not just your body, but listen to your intuition and listen to your gut. Like listen to what's right for you. If you're in business, same thing. There's a bajillion different strategies out there and a bajillion different coaches, a bajillion different mentors. Some of it's going to work for you and some of it's not. And so what you have to do is start listening to what's true and right for you so that that's a whole nother caveat so in no, we're just over here like preach <laughs> I know yeah, seriously like, like the, the feeding thing I mean like taught to finish your plate mm-hmm. and like yes you're bringing up so many things it's like well no wonder we all like are some of us are overeating now you know like we're mm-hmm. just taught that we just keep going we don't listen in and this podcast is very much about listening to your intuition and leaning in yeah. so I love that you brought that up And as you're talking about the different phases of the cycle, I'm reflecting on like my last month and noticing like, okay, why was I feeling this way? Oh my gosh, like this period of just like crying and crying and feeling, feeling in, you know, I I think I was listening to my intuition and like resting when I needed to and everything, but it's also so validating to hear Mm -hmm. that these are the reasons why I was feeling this way. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm giving myself grace. Give yourself grace because this is just who you're meant to be. Imagine overcoming unwanted leakage, prolapse, and pain with intimacy. This episode is brought to you by Jessica, my one and only co-host. Jessica is the owner and founder of Your Postpartum PT and Wellness, which blossomed out of a true need and passion to close the gap in postpartum recovery care. Her mission is to meet moms where they are at and to raise the standard of pelvic health education and recovery care. Jessica has an awesome team. Her team has three doctors of physical therapy. She has pelvic floor therapists and pre and postnatal trainers that will help you feel confident, strong, and empowered in your pregnant body and in your postpartum body. Your postpartum PT and wellness is fully virtual. So you can have a one-on-one coaching team that supports and educates you with a customized program tailored to exactly what you need. And the best part is they're less than 30 minutes. You can do them at home about three times a week, depending on your needs. And you don't need to find childcare. So you can just stay home and work on your body. All right, guys, if you want to learn more about Jessica and your postpartum PT, Head over to Instagram at your postpartum PT and DM her the word podcast to receive a free training tailored to your exact needs. She's also on Facebook. She has a free Facebook group called Pelvic Floor and Core Rehab for pregnant slash postpartum moms. What are some of your favorite apps for just like tracking your cycle? If we're going like right down to the, hey, this is how to track it. Yeah. 
So I would recommend that you find an app that you that allows you to track more than just your period and not, right? So most of the apps that are out there are going to really geared towards either A, getting pregnant or not getting pregnant. And so they're very based on fertility. And if you're doing it just for understanding your body and understanding what's happening, you want something that's a little bit more dynamic. So the one I've really loved and I've recommended to a lot of my clients is Clue. So Clue allows you to track things like digestion. It allows you to track sleep. It allows you to track moods, cravings, all these other things because all of those things are impacted by your hormones, right? All of those things are different day to day to day. And so when you start to track all of that, you can start to pick up on patterns and start to notice like, hey, you know what? I get sick at the same time every single year or, oh my gosh, at this day five, I feel this way every single month, right? So you start to be able to track those other pieces. If you're just beginning to track, I sometimes really recommend that you do it on paper because as great as the apps are, it's hard to really see the a visual of all of the different patterns in the app versus if you do it on paper, you can have like paper side by side by side and see that over time. But at the same time, I would say whatever which way, if you are definitely a digital person, then link, lean into the app and just go with it. But if you have like, I know I like either way, then the paper oftentimes is a great place to start until you really get the hang of like, this is where I'm at. This is how I feel on a regular basis. So, awesome. Yeah. And what about the people who have irregular cycles or like extra long cycles? Yeah. Well, so here's the other part of it is like, historically, we as women have not been really researched very well, right? Like in the past, women were excluded from research studies in medicine, or they were required to be on birth control in order to participate in studies. So I think that the science and the information out there about women's health is really limited. And I think it's going to become more as time goes on. Right now, it's kind of limited. So here's my theory is that for so many women leaning into this 24-hour rhythm, your body is smart, right? Your body, Our bodies are really adaptable. So if you told your body, hey, I need to wake up at five o'clock every single day, for the first like three weeks, maybe well, depending on how fast your body adapts, but like you're going to have a really hard time getting up at five o'clock. And then over time, your body's like, oh no, this is our new rhythm. Like we wake up at five o'clock every day, right? Or if you were somebody that was doing intermittent fasting, you know, if you were eating at eight o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden you're not eating until noon for the first couple of weeks, your body's going to be like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And then after a while, it's going to learn. It's going to like, oh no, we don't eat at eight o'clock anymore. We eat at noon. And so I, believe that a lot of women's irregular cycles are probably being at like I don't want to say a direct cause but a lot of it is of of how we're living and our lifestyle habits of this 24-hour rhythm are contributing to irregular cycles right so we're like telling our body live in this 24-hour rhythm live in this 24-hour rhythm so our body's trying our body's trying to live into this 24-hour rhythm and so it throws off that normal 28-day rhythm. So I have seen for a lot of women when they start to lean into their cycle and they start to impose kind of this 28-day rhythm that a lot of them, their cycles start to normalize, right? It starts to get better. And part of that could be because of cortisol when when our bodies are stressed or we're 
and we don't think about it as being stressed, but like when we're living in opposition of where our body's trying to be or we're not resting or we're not recharging, our body is physiologically stressed, right? So that cortisol level's high. When cortisol's high, we're in fight or flight mode. It's shutting off all of the production of all of our other hormones and our fertility hormones. And so it's then then contributing to irregular cycles. So for a lot of women, I think there is some added benefit to if you have the irregular cycle to start just imposing it on your calendar and follow the moon if you want to. It has a 28-day cycle or if you can pick up on like maybe this phase, this really feels like this is the phase and start just kind of mapping out those four weeks based upon that can help normalize that and help steady it. If you don't have a cycle at all because of birth control or pregnancy or any of those types of things, like I said, I 100% believe this is the way women were just designed to live and you feel so much better and you feel so much more balanced in that way. So I would recommend either following the moon or following some sort of just your own four-phase schedule and your body will same thing like just like it's adapting to intermittent fasting or your sleep schedules or whatever your body will start to adapt and you'll start to feel this like normal rhythm and it feels so much better yeah and just to clarify too for people who are like whoa this is so high level like kind of I'm still learning to listen to my intuition I'm still learning to go inward what phases am I actually following but even thinking more along the lines of like what week this month am I feeling like ugh? I just feel blah I need to recharge Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh okay maybe this is my recharge week and then you start noticing and leaning inward to say where am I feeling a lot of creativity and energy and when am I feeling the type of emotions or feelings that I just want to like tackle all my goals or tackle that next project and then just making notes of that too I'm sure that can also be really helpful for people as they're like I have my cycles all over the place I don't even know where to begin like what what should I even you know break out but just going inward and listening to your own body signals of when am I feeling kind of tired when am I feeling sort of in this accelerate mode as Mm -hmm. you um, beautifully um, describe when am I feeling like oh I just need to reflect because it's a really emotional week for me and then you start to realize that okay maybe that's my menstrual week or that's my follicular week or that's my luteal week then we can start making and drawing those connections a little bit more um, if you do kind of have that irregular cycle and last thing is you you said that there isn't a whole lot of research, and that's totally right. Like in my line of work, too, I see that women's health research is so down the drain. You know, we're, we're just now starting to pick up in the last five to seven years, probably, um, researching a lot more of women's things that are more of taboo topics, if you will. Mm-hmm. But specifically, what we, we are seeing, and I'm sure you can attest to this with your clients and working with people throughout this program, is the direct correlators to the irregularity is stress, like you mentioned with cortisol, nutrition, not being consistent Mm -hmm. and not being, you know, whole-based foods, exercise being a huge portion of that too. So someone's mental, emotional state, their physical state will play a factor in as the symptom of the period Mm -hmm. being irregular. It's not often Mm -hmm. like the driver. There's other reasons of why those drivers might happen. Is that correct? Am I understanding that piece to correct as well? Yeah, I mean, like, I think, well, I just, we're all, we're symbiotic beings, like, right? Like, and so it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, I think a lot of times, is we can't place the cause solely on one part of us because we are very dynamic. And so it's like we have these habits and we have the cycle. And so the habits that we have in our life, whether it be food, sleep, nutrition, exercise, um, 
you know, relationship stress, like all of those things are contributing to our cycle. And then our cycle is then contributing to those, how we interact with those things. And so I don't think that there's one way to really tease it all apart and to pull it out and say, you know, this is one, which one's causing the other, or which one's impacting more. I think you have to approach both. You have to lean into both and see yourself as a very dynamic human being and to know like life is going to happen, right? Like not everything in our life is going to match up with our cycle and not everything is going to feel really great. Our bodies are going to, you know, not get the memo sometimes. And I was taking some supplement. I'm pretty sure it was the supplements. Like I haven't ovulated in three months, right? And so you, when you start to pay attention, you start to listen to your body, you're like, oh, maybe it was those supplements I was taking. Or, oh, maybe it was because I haven't slept really well for the last three months. Or, oh, you know what? I was trying this new diet and I like it, it definitely can see the way it's impacting my body. So I think one, just tracking your body and starting to listen to it puts you as an advocate for yourself. Like you can go to your doctor and say, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm noticing. I'm, I've been tracking this and watching this. It helps you feel more empowered in your body to know what things you're doing and how it's impacting you and vice versa. And then allows you to be more proactive about making those changes and being able to really support your body. And in that, like going back to some of the other stuff you guys have talked about, like the number one thing I always tell my clients is always ask yourself like every single day, what does my body need today? Because even if the calendar says, hey, I'm ovulating right now, if you've had a really stressful week, you know, maybe some of your kids were homesick or whatever, you may not be feeling that really high energy and feeling really great right then. You might be feeling really tanked out. And so rather than being like, oh, this is my ovulation phase, I'm just going to go with it, it, it really does come back to what does my body need right now? What, like based on life, based on my capacity, based on my cycle, based on everything, what do I need right now? And I think that's when women really get the permission. Like you said, like that that awareness of like, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm feeling. It's not something wrong with me. This is how my body's showing up today. And this is how I need to honor my body in the way it shows up today. Yeah, I don't know if that really answered all of that, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it answered all of it. I think it's a skill to be able to listen to your body. Um, and it's something we've unlearned, right? How you were talking yep. about that earlier, even just from childhood and like how we eat and what we're taught to do in this masculine energy. So these are things we're unlearning so that we can just listen to our own bodies, right? And mm -hmm. your intuition knows if you wake up that day and you feel like something is going on and then you try to talk yourself out of it, you're talking yourself out of what you actually need that day, right? Yeah. But obviously yeah. life happens like I'm thinking back to like the spring when my kids were sick so much and it was like, well, we still have to, you know, do some of these things or like I got sick and then I was like, well, we mm -hmm. I, there's still swim lessons and all of these other, mm -hmm. you know, things mm -hmm. that we have to manage. Yeah. Even um, as we're all talking, I was thinking of COVID, which mm -hmm. messed up a lot of people's cycles, right? So even yep. stress, but then like your body being under stress because of illness can completely change mm -hmm. your your cycle. And then I just wanted to make sure I understand correctly too, like if you're not having a cycle because of birth control or if you're mm -hmm. pregnant, is it just literally listening to the patterns and just taking notes and you still have these patterns? Like when you're pregnant, your hormones are obviously doing th different yeah. things, right? 
Yeah. It is very different. So your hormones, like with birth control or pregnancy, your hormones are not going to operate with that same cycle, right? Because it's all around ovulation. So the clients that I've had that have been pregnant, most of them have been, you know, non-pregnant before we started working together. So they had been used to listening to their bodies. So then they navigated into pregnancy and just kept with that same rhythm. And they still noticed that same rhythm of like feeling really productive, feeling really great one week, and then not with that same four phases. But I think a big part of that was because they were used to living in that rhythm and in that routine so even when the hormones were not the ones driving it their body and their lifestyle had really adapted to that and so if you are on birth control it's not going to be the same it's not going to have those same fluctuations it's a little bit more like men right like birth control is limiting those those play those hormone plays so it's going to feel a little bit more like men but like I said, if you start just leaning into that 28-day rhythm, either based around the moon or based on a four-phase calendar based on the way you want, you will feel more balanced. You may not – in your body, it just takes a little while for your body to learn it versus it being like, okay, this is exactly what I'm feeling and I'm feeling super on fire right now. You may not feel that for a couple of months, but over time your body will start to learn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this has just such been such an interesting conversation too, and I resonate with it so much because, uh, you know, over the last few years, I've practiced becoming more aware and in tune with my body, um, you know, maybe longer than a few years, but really just kind of getting an idea of why I'm feeling what I'm feeling throughout the month. And there are sometimes as a business owner that like, I'll go through a week and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel creative. Why do I feel like I'm in such a slump? Or maybe I go through a slump for a week or two and I'm like, oh my gosh, my business is over. The world's ending, right? And then the next week you're like on fire, you know, inviting a ton of new people into the program. And you're like, what just happened? And so when I came across your profile too, I was so interested in what you were doing because it's, it's amazing when you start to connect those two things or when you're mm-hmm. able to connect going inward more to your own mm-hmm. business. Like me as a business owner, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Now I want to plan my entire year and my months based off of my, my cycle. Yeah. And, and that's what you do on a day-to-day right now, right? Yeah. As, a, as a coach for, a, for business owners yeah. and non-business owners or... Who do you primarily yeah, I would, work with? I would say, uh, well, so I kind of classified as ambitious women, right? Like who want to achieve big goals. I would say almost all of the clients that I have right now are in business of some sort. Some of them are brick and mortar type businesses. Some of them are more online businesses. But really, how do we construct their, our time and our energy around our cycles so that we can be more productive and hit those big goals and hit those big things without necessarily feeling like we're just on and hustling all the time. And it does go into really a leaning into, like you said, they're, even right now I'm working with a coach and they're very much more in the lines of, you know, reaching out and connecting and making sales all month long. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I can't, can't, I can't. Like there's, I will go hard and I will push hard for a couple weeks of the month. And then those other couple weeks, like I need to be able to pull back and tap out. And I think it's just really leaning into and trusting that, that that's normal, right? Like showing up on social media feels really good for a couple weeks of the month and it doesn't for other couple months. So then it becomes strategic around, if we want to show up on social media all month long, how can we do it in a way that we like maybe get all that social media content done when we feel really on fire and we feel really pumped up and we feel really motivated and inspired 
and then we have it scheduled and ready to go for the few weeks that we're not feeling that way or things like that. Like how do we show up in our business so our business keeps moving forward and it's amplified based on where we're feeling and really aligned so that we get things done faster and easier. I think that's the other big part of it is like I used to sit down at my computer to write because I'm like, I've got to get this email out or I've got to get this sales page out. And it felt crappy, like it would take me forever and I would feel like I was writing crappy work. And then when I learned about this and really started leaning into it, it's like in that phase, that reflect phase, you write like a mofo, like you are feeling so on fire because you can tap into your audience's feelings, like you're feeling all those feels, right? So you feel all those feels and you're like, I can write like I'm in their head because I can feel it, I see it and, and I embrace it. And so your power comes in like you write so much faster and easier and then it connects with your audience better and then the sales are better and like it just has this ripple effect versus if you forced yourself to do it another phase of the month it just isn't going to land quite as well or and it's going to going to feel as great and it's going to take you 10 times as much time so it really is about helping women become more productive become more effective and feel better all the way around so yeah I'm going to go home and erase my calendar <laughs> that I have all of my plans. And I'm just going to be like, this is when I'm going to batch content. And mm-hmm. this is yes. what I'm going to do. I'm I'm like, I knew that there were going to be nuggets in this episode. I'm so excited that you were able to come and speak to us and speak to our listeners. Because this is just so powerful. And I feel like a big thing, like just a big thing to take away, though, is to give yourself grace. You know, like... Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because we feel like pushed to be, yeah, to be, to be yeah. all of these things. And that is not always necessary depending on where you're at in mm-hmm. the month. Yeah. 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 So powerful. No, hundred percent. Like, it's just crazy. Like I said, I was, I was reading a book yesterday and it's all about sales and whatever and I was reading on the airplane and my sister was like what book are you reading I'm like I don't even know if I can read this book because it's so masculine and it's Mm -hmm. so pushy and it's so much about like if you want to have success you have to sacrifice all these things and you have to push harder you have to be the one that's willing to do the things nobody else is willing to do because it's not easy and all this and I'm like why are we believing all this mantra like why do we have to I don't know but that's what we've been taught for so long I hope this has been such an epiphany for a lot of women and a lot of women business owners or a lot of women who desire to start a business because I resonate with so much of what you're saying and definitely can feel where you're like, some weeks are easier to write copy than others. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Gosh, I should really utilize this as a strategy in my business and use it as an asset. Like my menstrual 28 day cycle is an asset to my business. If I understand it well, if I tap into it, if I tune into it, it is an incredible strategy as a business owner to be able to utilize this that men don't have, right? Like how amazing is that, that this is within our own superpower. This is our own superpower as business owners to be able to tap into this. That's just so cool. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I think that if women, if like a majority of the women of the collective of women embraced their cycle, there would be so much power done in the world. Yeah. I think men would be afraid of what we could do. <laughs> well, that's a good segue, I, because you're so passionate. And 
for our listeners, if you want to see Renee and see this conversation, we will have this episode on YouTube. But I feel like all of your passion is coming through in the way you speak and the power that you hold as you speak about these things. And it's just so magnetic. Like, it's awesome. I love it. So how can people work with you? Where can they find you? You're coaching. You have a program. Like, tell us everything. Yeah. So I know you mentioned at the beginning with the Cycle Advantage podcast, that is a great place to connect and like dive in more. We talk all things body and business. So kind of the gamut of that. And then um, if you want a cycle tracker, I actually have a paper tracker that you can grab. So if you go over to reneefick.com forward slash ditch consistency, I think it might have been different than the one my assistant sent to you because we have a brand new one. So we'll send that over to you. And then um, yeah, if you want, we have our coaching program is your cycle advantage. Inside there, we kind of go from rewriting the way we achieve our goals, because I really believe the way we've been taught to set goals. And I know as a PT and an OT, we've been taught to like write smart goals, right? Like we've been taught to write these goals that are very measurable and outcome oriented and time based. And I really think that sets a lot of women up for feeling like they've failed or that they're hustling. So there's like that dynamic. So we really write, we restructure the way we write our goals and like really look at pursuing goals and then going into the deep dive into the phases and how that works and then like what happens when life happens and how do we adapt and how do we get the energy when we need it when it's not naturally there in our bodies or that type of stuff and then how that really applies to business. So if that is something that interests you, you can go over to reneefic.com forward slash apply and jump in and get information there. So those would be the places to find me. And on Instagram, I love being on Instagram at reneefic, TikTok, all the places. <laughs> those are probably my two. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we haven't made our way over to TikTok yet, but that's amazing that you're there. <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting. I think I learned a lot about myself jumping onto TikTok. Like it let me feel more free because it's a lot more raw and unfiltered and you know I don't know it it helped me step out of my box in a lot of ways just showing up on TikTok so I just play over there it reminds me of that Instagram versus real life yeah TikTok's maybe more raw and real yes well, Anna, it's a little bit more like the stories is what I've heard. Yeah. Like, you know, on the stories, you get like a little bit more unfiltered and just like casual conversation in your life. That's a little bit more like TikTok, too. Yeah. Cool. But anywho. Awesome. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? Gosh, I don't know. I don't have any more specific questions. I feel like I'm going to re-listen to this probably a few times just to make sure that I really nail down like the cycles and when I should run and when I should pause. And I think that's so important for people um, to take away. Is there anything else that you feel like you really wanted to share that we didn't touch on today? No, I think, I mean, really just comes back to like asking yourself, what does my body need today? And learning to trust that and like giving yourself permission to know that you are going to have days when you don't feel like pushing and you're going to have days when you don't feel like going really hard and that that's okay, right? That, that pulling back and being the slingshot and allowing yourself that pull back is going to give you the power going forward. And so let yourself play, let yourself have fun, let yourself be creative, let yourself go on the hike, like let yourself do these things that we've been normally taught are not productive because those are going to give you the fuel and the power when you do come back and you sit down to work. So lean into that, give yourself that permission and know that your strength lies within. Yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. That's awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Renee, yeah, for spending you. your morning with us and sharing all of this great insight. And we are so excited um, to continue to follow along with you as well. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast. We also love to connect with you on Instagram at soulstarterco, all one word. And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at soulstarterco. See you in the next episode.